0: Hey, 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 one love. How are we doing today on this beautiful, wonderful Wednesday? Okay, you guys, let me tell you. You're not going to believe what happened to me today. I can barely believe it. I'm still laughing at it because it's so extremely funny and the fact that I'm perfectly good. But um, I actually fell out (laughs) in the garden today. I couldn't believe it. And oh my goodness. So I will go. Through that later on in the episode. I want to do my opening, y'all. We got a new segment that I wanted to add, and it's basically all of the phenomenal women, right? So each episode, I'm going to... I've got this book. I'm going to read one of the women. I'm going to start with my favorite three. If you know me at all, my favorite three are... Who? Who can guess it? Nobody. <laughs> my favorite three women are Sojourner Truth, Harriet Tubman, and Maya Angelou so I'm gonna start with them and then each week I'm gonna read um, in a book Cause just it's, it's not long it's just just like one page each person just to tell what they did the contribution they made and how they were effective and either civil right and this the, the categories are amazing some of these women were entrepreneurs some of them you know, help with women's rights, some of them helped with African American studies, they were educators, they were scientists, engineers like they were. It was a so a lot of them I didn't know about, and chances are a lot of them you may not know about. So, I figured one of the best ways to spread information is to just simply spread the information. It doesn't have to be something as deep and detailed as a um book report or whole documentary, we're not doing all that, but at least you know i feel like if we let our youth know if we pass the information amongst ourselves as adults and we just keep it going what they've done then we can get the encouragement from the things that they've done we can learn from them maybe the mistakes that they've made and how life is different we won't be able to live exactly like them to their you know to a team but we can take a lot of things that we can pick up from them and also we can take advantage of the things that they have contributed in the way that they've paid for us and you can't take advantage of what you don't know about so i think that's why it's important to know about these women so the purpose of this segment is to do is to introduce myself and others to the many amazing women who have impacted our lives you know and again, in ways that we may not fully know about. When I looked at that book, I came across a lot of women that I was like, wow, I didn't even know that. The intention is to motivate, encourage. I'm sorry, to motivate and encourage myself and others that we have um, to. Uh, why can't I read today? My intention is to motivate and encourage myself and others. Now, when I say others, I'm thinking about how. Women not only encourage women, we also encourage men. The same way men, we can, you know, find encouragement in them too. So all who listen, although at this point, according to the statistics, my the bulk of my listeners are males. Thank you guys. But I think that this is important too for you to hear because you do, if, you've, if you're not already, you know, in a relationship or married, then you do need to find a woman. And maybe when you read about some of these women, it can, um, you know, maybe help you raise your bar a little bit. I feel like we could all reach higher standards. And in the same way that I believe that if women expected more from men then they, they would do it, I believe the same way if men expected more from women then we do it. So this is a twofold thing. Um. So I want to encourage us um, in ways that and and and, like, and just the simple fact that we have the same blood coursing through our veins as did they, you know so it's like when you think about it, what can't we accomplish? The same blood we may not literally be the same family members, but it's these people that is ancestors to us that we are gonna be reading about and learning about so if they can do it and times were different, then why can't we? There's no difference for real when I think about it because it was hard for them and they had, they they broke um, records. You know what I mean? Black Wall Street was a record and they did that against open segregation, like against open racism. And, and you know what we can do with the hidden kind, you know, and just look at how we are. So I feel like that would be great encouragement and also, when I think about the fact that the same God that made a way for them can also do the same for us. Like, what can't we achieve? What there is, there's nothing that we can achieve. So that's again, that's a part of the intention behind this new segment. Now, the goal is uh, I believe that by spreading this knowledge and information, we can you we can cause our sisters to reunite. I would love to see my female siblings reconnected, loving, compassionate and considerate for one another in honesty and in truth as it simply spills over from the abundance within. You know, so it's like when I think about the younger generations, when I think about the gold, not, and again, not only just the women, but I'm a, I'm a female so I can think about how learning about a strong, intelligent successful elegant ladylike woman and that's the thing i love the most every last one of them women was ladylike and that's the character trait that we have fallen off from in this day and time and i don't mean just this one as in yesterday today 10 20 years ago it's been coming down for a while but i feel like at this point it's completely gone and i would like to see it come back because if you don't respect yourself in a certain kind of way You cannot expect anybody else to. You cannot give what you don't have. And you can't expect for someone else to give you what you're supposed to grow for yourself. That's just my belief. So this is my goal. You guys, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? I'm super hyped because I have a co-pilot now. Like, oh my goodness. Brian Archer will be joining. He's going to be flying with me. And what I'm going to do is I have this phenomenal women's segment. He's going to have some phenomenal men. Hopefully, you know that works for him and his schedule and everything. But it's gotta be a two-way street. That's why I'm so hyped, y'all. Listen, 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 listen. Oh my goodness. So I have been wanting a co pilot but not really wanting a co pilot And I call it co pilot because this is a plane and we're gonna fly this thing together. Um I had it's like I want one, but I couldn't find the right person. Nobody seemed to be the right fit. It was like, uh, I don't know. And then it just, man, God is good how he worked things out. Um, He actually is who put me down with In Class. Have you guys seen that? I believe I mentioned it in the last episode. But In Class with Professor Hunter and Dr. Carr, Dr. Greg Carr. I cannot remember Professor Hunter's first name. But it's a very, very, very informative show. I mean, it teaches you a lot. Dr. Greg Carr is just an amazingly intelligent man. I mean, it's not that Professor Hunter isn't, because she definitely is. I hear, you know, her and and the things she say, and I can tell that she and I have the same kind of mind. Just like when she said, she said something about. Um, basically saying that and don't help because it didn't change anything. And I'm like, yeah, I know, right? That's what I'm saying the whole time. <laughs> and then she also mentioned how we have a responsibility for our actions and for our outcomes, for our downfall. We do play a part in that. Although we deal with things, outside forces that contribute, we play the bigger part because it's up to us whether we allow it to happen or not. And so to hear her say that, I'm like, man, yes she's on target i'm with it 100 i'm with it so um we're also going to go into that probably in the next segment um when i do the um phenomenal women or should i wait I will, because I was going to do my three favorite women anyway. So I'm going to definitely do them today. And then next week, when we come on with Bryant, prayerfully, he's feeling better and he's able to join us next week. Keep him in your prayers, y'all. Our co palette oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. This is going to be so fun. Um, I have so many questions that I want to ask him to get you know opinions on from a male's perspective. Also with the single parent support group. Single parent support group. Yeah, listen. I have so many hopes. I'm so happy that he's going to be joining. And again, like I said, I pray inshallah he'll be joining. Inshallah. Prayerfully, things will work out. Both of us got crazy schedules. But if, if it's God willing, then I'm pretty sure that it will come to... all right so I'm gonna go ahead and grab this book real quick so that I can go over my three favorite women I wish I could do a drawing to see who remember who they are not that it matters to anybody but me but you know just just a quick (laughs) little challenge you know what I think is cool my two of my favorite women are on the same page sojourner truth and Harriet Tubman they are on the like one next to another, and then my my fa- my other favorite lady, my Angela, she's in the, near the back of the book. Oh my goodness! Listen, I gotta read you this poem by Sojourner Truth. Actually, I'm gonna go ahead and do her first, real quick. I'm gonna do her first anyway. I really admire Sojourner Truth. She was a tall woman too. Like I'm tall, I'm I'm about six feet. Well, she was about six one, I think. And she had a beautiful, amazing voice. She wanted to spread the truth. She believed in helping women. She was a she was a, a go-getter, you know. And I, I admire that about her. So I just want to read. If you are not familiar with Sojourner Truth, she was freedom's messenger. She was born in 1797. She died in 1883. Her birthplace was Hurley, New York. One of her quotes is, the Lord gave me truth because I was to declare truth to the people. Although Sojourner Truth was not allowed to learn to read or write, she was a wise woman and had an extraordinary gift of speech. Sojourner was born a slave named Isabella Bumfrey. She was one of 12 children and was owned by several different slave masters in New York State slavery was outlawed in new york in 1827 but her master would not free her so sojourner ran away with her youngest son motivated motivated by a religious vision sojourner at the age of 46 left her home in new york city with 25 cents a new dress and a new name to start her own campaign against slavery she chose the name sojourner truth because she planned to travel from place to place telling all who would listen the truth about slavery Sojourner, a powerful speaker, was often compared to another great African American orator and abolitionist, Frederick Douglass. Feeling dejected about the condition of African Americans, Frederick once gave a gloomy speech that expressed little hope for the future. Sojourner rose and challenged him Frederick, is God dead? She asked. Some thought she had a mystical effect on her audience. But Sojourner maintained that she had strong beliefs in her causes and was determined to stand up for them. Even though she was often physically beaten for speaking out against slavery, this brave woman could not be stopped. In 1863, Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, which outlawed slavery. But the Southern states did not recognize the law until they were defeated in the Civil War. During the war, Sojourner nursed wounded soldiers and the newly emancipated slaves, she asked President Lincoln to urge Northern free blacks to fight for the Union. She advised the free slaves to get an education and to own land. After the Civil War, Sojourner continued to fight for black equality and for women's rights. She dedicated her life to opening the doors of freedom to all people. Sojourner published her narrative in 1875 and died at the age of 86 in Battle Creek, Michigan. Now, this book that I'm reading is called Book of Black Heroes, Volume 2. Great Women in the Struggle. Great Women in the Struggle. So, tell me Sojourner won't bad. And when I tell you she could sing, she had a beautiful voice. I read a lot of her... um, I read a... She was my favorite woman, so I (laughs) did some reading on her years ago. Now... She wrote a poem that's called Ain't I a Woman. And I have, actually, I'm sorry, it was a speech. It was a speech. Um, it was a speech she gave. Speech entitled Ain't I a Woman, delivered at the 1851 Women's Convention in Akron, Ohio. Yeah, it's not too long. Listen, I think it's... I got to read this poem, y'all. She said, Well, children, where there... I meant where... Oh, I'm sorry. Well, children, where there is so much ratchet, there must be something out of kilter. I think that twixt the Negroes of the South and the women at the North all talking about rights, the white man will be in, will be in a fix pretty soon. But that's all... I'm sorry, but what's all this here talking about? That man over there says that women need to be helped into carriages and lifted over ditches and to have the best place everywhere. Nobody ever helps me into carriages or over mud puddles or gives me any best place. And ain't I a woman? Look at me. Ain't I a woman? Look at my arm. I have plowed and planted and gathered into barns and no man could hear me. And ain't I a woman? I could work as much and eat as much as a man when I could get to it. I'm sorry, when I could get it and bear the lashes as well. And ain't I a woman? I have born 13 children and same most all sold off to slavery. And when I cried out with mother's grief, none but Jesus heard me. And ain't I a woman? Then they talk about this thing in the head. What's this they call it? Intellect that's it honey that's what got to do with I'm sorry what's that got to do with women's rights or Negroes' rights if my cup won't hold but a pint and yours holds a quart wouldn't you be mean not to let me have a little half measure full then that little man in back there he says women can't have as much rights as men cause Christ wasn't a woman where did Christ come from where did your Christ come from from God and a woman. Man had nothing to do with him. If the first woman God ever made was strong enough to turn the world upside down all alone, these women together ought to be able to turn it back and get it right side up again. And now they is asking to do it. The men better let them. Oblige to you for hearing me. And now, old Sojourner ain't got nothing more to say. Tell me that girl won't. Oh, man. That's my girl, man. Yo, she... I I loved her, yo. I liked how she think. And listen, if one woman can turn it upside down, all of us can't turn it right right side up yes we can all we got to do is unite all we got to do is connect all we got to do is get back to who we are stop being distracted stop running away stop cowering in fear y'all we got this i promise we got this we just got to do it we keep running from the opposition as if that's that's our only option but it's not and you know this is why I admire Harriet Tubman so much. If you're not familiar with Harriet Tubman, she's known as the Black Moses because she saved so many um, slaves. She was born um, in 1820, supposedly, you know, roundabout. Right and she died in 1913. Her birthplace was Dorchester County, Maryland. One of her quotes is, I never run my train off the track and I never lost a passenger. that's right like she never messed up like yo and this is what I admire about her although she was hit in the head with a boulder basically a big old rock like she had fainting spells from that incident she was in the marketplace for her master and the little boy tried to run away and his you know overseer tried to get him hit her instead she said she of course she fainted she woke up um they had her on a cot And the blood was still on her face. It put her out there. She couldn't barely, you know, perform. And then they sold her back to her her last um, property, um, her last slave master, because she had just been sold maybe like a few weeks um, to this one. He said she won't worth nothing. She just got hit in the head, which means she ain't worth nothing. But because of that incident, she started having fainting spells and during those fainting spells is what she said God talked to her now like I said what I admire the most is that I know for a fact that if I had fainting spells the last thing that I would even if I had a vision I'm pretty sure that in my mind I would have been too scared I would have been crippled with fear to continue on especially when it got to the point where even if I started but when I would start when the Lord started you know Like she said, she never ran her track on the train. She never lost a passenger. And those slave masters didn't like that. The the bounty on her head was increasing crazy. Everybody was after her. But yet, that didn't stop her. If I could faint at any moment and I couldn't control these spells, although I will believe that God got me, I think that that would have held me down. But I respect her so much because she did it. And that's why I feel like, like we're fighters. We don't have to stop. And she proved that. Let me read her story real quick. The small band of runaway slaves hid behind trees. They hurtled together to hide from the cruel slave catchers. Would the runaways be caught and taken back to slavery, or would they escape to freedom in the North? Not a sound from anyone, a voice war- warned. It was Harriet Tubman. She knew well the risks and dangers they all faced. This trip to lead slaves from the South was not her first. As soon as the slave catchers were gone, the group of runaway slaves made their way through the dark woods and escaped to the North black moses had struck again harriet tubman was born on a slave breeding plantation in maryland one of 11 children after the master of her plantation died, it was a that the slaves were to be sent to the deep south fearing the consequences of such a move harriet and two of her brothers decided to escape afraid of what would happen if they were caught her brothers turned back but harriet kept on walking to freedom later Harriet dared to return to the plantation to help three of her brothers and sisters escape. She returned again to free her mother and father. Using an established route called the Underground Railroad, Harriet made 19 dangerous rescue trips to help other African-Americans find the route on the road to freedom. Along this route, friends and supporters provided safe hiding places, food and clothing for the runaway slaves. Angry Slave Masters offered a $40,000 reward in Harriet's capture. $40,000, y'all. Back in the late 18, early 1900s. You know how much money that was? My goodness. Um. What was that? Angry Slave Masters offered a $40,000 reward for Harriet's capture, but she managed to fool them again and again. As a conductor on the railroad, Harriet led more than 300 slaves to freedom and lost, and never lost a passenger. Let me tell you how she fooled them, y'all. I thought this was so smart, too. <laughs> Being that she wasn't supposed to be able to read, she would, if, if somebody, you know, like, hey, I think that's her, she would have a newspaper with her. If she didn't have it with her, she found one on the bench and she'd pick it up. She, although she couldn't read, she knew how when the letters were upside down, you know, like, oh, no, that's her. She can't read <laughs> another thing she would do is she'd have chickens tied to a string and whenever the uh whenever the if someone you know kind of got suspicious she'd pull a string and when they go crazy you know start clucking it and she get focused on trying to sub them down that person like okay now never mind like those simple things I thought was so smart you know she she fooled these people over and over again and that's tell you right there Education is one thing. Common sense is another. But when the Lord is leading you, ain't no stopping you. Oh my goodness. All right. Harriet Tubman received many honors, including a medal from Queen Victoria of England. But this great fighter for freedom spent her last years in poverty. When she finally received a $20 monthly government pension for her nursing services during the Civil War, she used it to help establish a place for aged and needy freed freed men. Now, as far as I'm concerned, She's the woman that she I, I'm pretty sure, like now, like I said, she had visions and she believed that she was following God. So I believe that her interpretation of the way she ended her life, I don't believe that she would say that it was poor or in poverty. <laughs> Excuse me. I feel like um I feel like she stood strong and believed and laying treasures in heaven what moth and dust can't destroy. I believe that she lived her life to follow what the Lord led her to do. And I believe that she know that her reward was not here. So that's just my opinion. And from what I read about her and how I pick up on her. And I do believe that the scriptures is talking about, how I wrote about this in my book. Um, actually, it ain't been published yet, but it's in, in my many writings that will be published. I believe the scripture is talking about her. And in fact, I'm going to have to, I got to share it with y'all. Um, yeah. So look, we, we, we can't give up. That's all I'm saying. And we have too many strong, amazing, beautiful men and women. Like, again, I'm, I'm only speaking on women because I'm a woman and my co-pilot ain't here yet, but he going to speak on the men. And again, as far as a single parent support group, we don't, we may not be in a legitimate relationship. I may not have a legitimate spouse. You know, maybe literally doing it on our own. But we don't have to do it all on our own, right? And again, thank God for my co palette Because even with this, we can get tips from both sides. They don't just have to come from me. So I'm very, very, very excited. And I'm very, very, very grateful. And I'm looking forward to it. So, um, what I'm going to do real quick with this last five minutes, I want to, if I can't get it in this last five minutes then I'll just finish it up in the next segment. But one of Professor Hunter's questions, I don't know if you caught last, um, this weekend's episode of the in-class and she said that they're going to go to doing it once a month. But, they were talking about how they were talking about you know um, George Floyd and Brianna and Mike you know all the the people that have been wrongfully murdered by the justice system Um, she was talking about how we uh, make statues for them and honor them but it hasn't stopped anything and so her question was how do we honor them without um, well honor them in a way that allow us allow us to matter without having to tell them you know and removing the center focus uh, of ourselves which is them you know because she was saying like we keep trying to prove it to them that these people that they kill matter but all in all, the, the center focus of what we do is based on them. Like, they are the ones that lead us. And she was saying, how can we get away from the constant and fluctuation of emotions, ups, down, angry, sad, here, there, because of what they do? But my thing is, we just got something like, just like they say, what's understood need not be explained. Just like my favorite quote, you can't get what you don't have. Um, I feel like you go back to that, basically. Like when the scripture say, let your yes be a yes and your no know, be a no. When you are confident in what you're doing and what you're saying, you don't got to prove it to nobody else. And I feel like if in order for us to say Black Lives Matter, I feel like in order for us to say that these people who lost their lives actually does matter, although they were shot down as if they didn't matter, but they didn't matter to them. But I feel like if we matter to us, then first thing we we need to do is stop killing each other. First thing we need to do is start having understanding and compassion for one another. We need to start forgiving one another and working together. Where's our cooperation with ourselves and why are we trying to go make them cooperate with us? But I feel like if we get that for ourselves, we ain't gotta tell nobody else because it's gonna be proven. It's gonna be explained. It's gonna be so obvious. You know what I mean? It's gonna be just available to whoever look and see because black people won't be killing each other. Black lives will matter because they will matter to us. It don't matter what you think about us because we ain't gotta deal with you at the end of the day. That's what I think would be the key. So I feel like to honor them would be to do that. You know, we were shot down by some people who thought that my life didn't matter. So I'm going to need you to make sure that it do matter. And how can we matter unless we matter to ourselves? I feel like that would be the message that they would want to tell us. Like, don't keep trying to holler that down. I want to see y'all live so that you don't be here with me, you know, by the hands of them. Because it's the reason why we keep, if we we don't even end up over there, we ain't got to worry about whether they matter, whether we matter to them or whether they like us or anything else. All right. But yeah, I see I'm going to have to finish this up in the next segment. You guys, I have enjoyed talking to you as usual. See you on the other side. hey 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 one love thank you guys for joining me in the last segment of the wonderful wednesdays podcast um you guys i am going to pick right up where i left off where we were talking about professor hunter's question and how can we honor the people of the past without trying to make it you know something that we make sure they do you know to honor them and again i feel that the best ways to me. I feel the best ways that we can honor them is to continue on with the mission of moving forward like if we continue to if every time they take one of us out they're thinking they're doing something to hurt us that life will not be taken in vain that life will not have been useless if we dive harder, continue on with the mission of moving forward as a people now in my opinion I feel like anyone who means something to me, If i care for you if i admire you if i respect you if you are important to me for whatever reason it's my job to make sure that i display that not to make sure that you display that this person is important to you it's supposed to be important to me the same way the people that we've lost supposed to be important to us we don't need anything to make sure that anybody on the outside do what we're supposed to be doing that's you know again that's my genuine belief and i feel like it's important to not get distracted or sidetracked by the things like the statues and more. I'm not saying they're not good to have. And if that, if that we're gonna do, it, we, we can do, that's great. For the people that we've lost, I think that's great, don't get me wrong. But I do also know that sometimes we can go too far with something, so much so to the point where it has taken over what the intention should have been, you know? So if we wanna erect a statue for any of our fallen brothers and sisters, if the intention behind that is not for us, for our encouragement, our motivation, our way of, you know, saying, hey, you know, you are an ancestor now and thank you for what you've contributed. Then I think anything outside of that is going wrong. And most importantly, like the scripture say, you should have only one God. I don't think that, because she also mentioned something about, oh no, Dr. Carr said something about the, those things kind of becoming a shrine. And then some people, it does, because they will have their own personal, you know altars and everything and which again some people do that and it is cool but I feel like anytime you serve anything other than the creator for what you know him as the name that you call him anything above him is idolatry and I would definitely recommend that we stay as far away from that as possible we have enough of it here oh my goodness we don't need to add anymore so in my opinion I feel like another good thing that we can do to prevent those mal markers, so to speak, you know, keep them w- where they should be in, a, in an appropriate manner and then in a, in a way that is, is not going too far. Cause I feel like that's something that they try to do too. If they know that we're doing something and it means a lot to us, um, which it naturally should, And if they try to do something to take it away, if our true intentions lie in the fact of meaning like this person was here, she's not here no more, but yet I'm going to continue on. I'm going to make sure that she know that she didn't die for nothing. So even if they tear up our shrine, I mean our statues no matter what they do instead of us running to retaliate to them we still stand focused on the goal and that's why i think it's important that we just stay focused on the goal which is moving forward bettering ourselves as individuals so that we can be better people so you know we we definitely have to keep that in mind you know um it's it's just to me it's just one of those things where we really don't notice how much we react to them, and I just feel like as kings and queens, people of royalty, we don't need to be reacting. We need to be determining our actions. We need to not be responding, but we we, we should be the ones that's creating the initial course for ourselves, for our children, for our siblings. You know, we that's I feel like that's something that we have to do. And I feel like until we can do that, then we're not going to get too far fumbling and tumbling and rolling all over each other. So let's get that together. Let's let's get an intricate system. The same way, listen, you know how the body works, right? If you have a skin problem, nine times out of ten, unless it's a reaction to something topical or, you know, some type of environmental stimuli, nine times out of ten, it comes from within. So normally, if you break out in halves, it's because you ate something that you shouldn't have had, or too much, or something is going on, and it's coming out through your skin. But the problem is within, and I feel like that's that says a lot about how we should live our lives. Because, and like just being yourself as a person, if you are good on the inside, then you're gonna be good on the outside, regardless of what that outside look like regardless of what that outside consists of and regardless of what that life around you is built up to be. If you're okay on the inside, which is, I feel, the only way to really be okay is to have God on the inside. A personal relationship with him is the only thing that I believe can build you up with the strength that you need to be confident in who you are, accept yourself as you are, love yourself, forgive yourself, and you can, in turn, have those same qualities and characteristics for other people It's gotta come from having the creator as your stronghold initially. And that, having that on the inside will spill out to the outside, you know? You can't help but see it, you know what I mean? It'll be obvious, it will be there. And the thing is, we will be standing strong on what we believe and moving forward in that. And we wouldn't be running around doing what they expecting us to do because of the things that they do. You know, like I don't trust my enemy enough to follow them. That's why I'd be like, oh, okay. Like in my opinion now, when they was rioting, marching, I felt like you want me to march. I'm not going to march. It's a reason why you, if you're my enemy, and if I do what you're leading me to do, then I gotta know that I'm being led into a trap. I'm not ever gonna follow where the enemy's trying to get me to go because I know it's not nothing there for me. Regardless of what it takes for me to stay in my place, I'm gonna stay in that place until I figure out a better way to go around. So I felt like, instead of arguing, we gonna get together. If we gonna get together to march, then we should be able to get together to talk. We should be able to get together to put together plans. If you can put enough action and behind actually walking, you know, you doing this march, you out there at this particular time and this particular day, then we can put together an action plan and actual motion, get it in actual motion should I say for a system that will work with us work for us, be generated by us. Why can't we? Oh yeah, we can. We definitely can. Another thing Professor Hunter spoke on was book deals and you know, she spoke on some of the people who have gotten these book deals um I believe she said she didn't take one. I believe that's what she said. Now, in my opinion, I really wanted to speak on that too, because personally, in my opinion, like from my book, it's not about uh making money. Oh, Let's oh, excuse me, y'all. Listen, I had a long day. Did mean It's it's so far, I already fell out in the garden, wash my sheets. Got more together got ready for work <laughs> it ain't even 2 p.m yet so um excuse that y'all know but like say like my book is not for making money it's for spreading the word so praise be to Allah. i do have a book agent a literary agent and i've been praying for one of them now when i first was reached out to by this um agent she told me that one of the things that would really help my book is to go and get it or to send it to get um, reviewed by one of the great solo quote unquote reviewers. And she was talking about how it would increase my sales and people know it's reputable and all this stuff. And I was like, well that kind of goes against the whole goal and intention behind my book because my book is not designed or based on anybody's opinion. And I'm like, if you, if you read something about it and stand out to you and you get it, that's one thing, but I'm not trying to convince anybody. I'm not trying to force it down anybody's throat. So you take it if you want. And if not, you don't. And it's perfectly okay. Don't get me wrong. I do believe that it's encouragement. But you can't encourage anybody that don't really want it. And I feel like if it's not for you, it ain't for everybody. And I not know that. And I do believe that there is something in it for everybody. That don't mean that it's for everybody. You know what I mean? So it's like, although I believe that there's something in there that could benefit some of everybody in some way, shape, or form it's not tailored to people. It's not designed or cut around. And I'm I'm not gonna make any adjustments or changes to it that would appease anybody else because it is what it is and it's in this form that it's in. What I love about it and hate about it at the same time the gift and the curse is the way in which it had to be typed up, which meant that I was on very limited time and my plate was overflowing, but I was refusing to give up. So a part of me feel like it's threw together being that it's got typos, being that some of the words aren't, um, you know, punctuation is, is not always a hundred percent. It, you know, it, I don't like to see the flaws in it, but I love to see the flaws at the same time, because at this point I'm like, man, I wish I'd have been able to take my time. But at the same time, whose life is perfect my life was flawed i felt like at that moment not in flawed and, and saying that it shouldn't be what it was but just flawed in the sense that there was a there was an actual scar you know it was a it was a um what's what i'm looking for a, an impact a blow it was a you know something that actually leaves a scar meaning that the original state had been disturbed of the skin. Like when you get a scarring skin, you is because something has caused it to be torn, ripped, shredded, cut, whatever. It's no longer attached as it was prior to whatever the incident was, whether it was blunt for, force trauma, an incision, you know, a scrape, a cut, doesn't matter. So at that point, my life wasn't smooth and connected. It was all over the place. And I was doing the best I could to hold it together. Working full-time, still trying to type up the book. You know, my son's in elementary school, going through a divorce, (laughs) fibromyalgia flaring up like crazy, working at Walmart distribution. What? (laughs) I only can thank God because he really, really have moved my life and I'm so grateful. Praise be to God, man. My life isn't perfect, but it's so much better than what it used to be. And I know that when I type up my next book, it will not have those typos. So it's like, again, that's my gift and my curse. I'm not proud of it, but I am. I'm not proud of the typos, but I am proud that they're there because that didn't stop me you all. And nothing, that's what I'm saying. Nothing has to stop us. Nothing has to stop us. When I finish this book, I'm going to add another person actually a few other people people that i know that i feel like have contributed to the struggle because they have i've learned something from them you know all right now oh and real quick before i leave the subject of the um book so if i were to get a book deal it's not that i don't want one it's not that i don't want at all because i would love oh gosh i would love to have a book deal however there are certain things that i'm just not gonna change i'm not gonna swerve from and if it will require me to have my book altered or changed yeah i'm not with it if they told me yeah we'll give you a so-and-so dollar book deal if you stop writing the god stuff (laughs) i would be like no i'm not doing that what you talking about ain't no way um but like again i feel like that's the point of me having a job like and when i talk to the agent pretty much when you talk to anybody with these book companies they want you to do what they want you to do because first of all it's going to make them some money and then secondly most people with a project such as this they are really trying to get it out there not only do they do i mean of course they believe in it but they also want they want to make money and i feel like i have a job massaging makes me money my passion makes me money this is a spiritual thing and i believe as, as the scriptures say give freely as you have been given freely i didn't pay Anything for any of the information that the Lord shared with me through His Word, and if it was up to me, I promise I would give the book away for free. If I could print it myself, and and I probably would. I'm sure I would if I could afford to do it. I can't afford to do it. Um, <laughs> but it's okay. Like I feel like Harry Tubman, me, I don't because I don't have a whole lot of money. I don't feel like I'm missing anything. I eat every day. Thank God. To God be the glory. Um, my car is driving, alhamdulillah. Um, my son is healthy. Hallelujah. Like, I don't feel like I need anything else. So, to God be the glory. You guys, okay, let me tell you real quick. I, I'm. Let me give you the rundown about this fall. <laughs> um, okay, so... Let me give you a little bit of information. I can be hot, right? Like this. I don't feel hot. That's the problem. I will sweat and and not feel hot. Like I could be out in the sun, shade, whatever. I could be in a very high temperature area, sweating profusely, but I wouldn't necessarily feel hot if the temperature is not past a certain degree. So when I was outside, it was nine. Not, yeah i went out about nine i was gonna leave at ten <laughs> so the um it was getting warm i was sweating and i'm working pulling up the weeds The weeds had grown so much i didn't get a chance to get out there a couple days ago like i intended so i mean when i tell you those things that come up they they were taking over and i'm like oh y'all getting all the water and nutrients from the vegetation I'm like oh we can't have that so as I'm going through, cutting, getting lightheaded, standing up, catching my breath, I I'm, 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 I'm always lightheaded. I could get up from the chair sometimes too fast and I would feel lightheaded. And I just take some deep breaths, calm myself. You know, not that I, I don't feel anxious, but I know that when I slow my breathing, it really helps. So it's like I, I come to and I'm good. I did that, I don't know how many times I did a day. The thought did come to my mind and said, I, like, hmm, you haven't, maybe, maybe, maybe you're sweating a little too much. You know, you, when you wipe, there's a lot of sweat. You don't need to be concerned about that. I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't, need to, I don't need to be concerned about it. I'm fine. So I got lightheaded, stood up again, and I was good. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I was good. But, uh, I remember standing up and then, It was like one second I felt my body going forward and then I was on my hands and knees. Glasses off my face. Now, I don't know if you have bad vision or if you know anyone with bad vision. If you have experienced or encountered anything with vision problems, you know that once your glass is gone, you can't see. And I couldn't see. My vision is really, really bad. It's really bad. So without my glasses, I couldn't see. So I'm standing up. Last I knew I was standing up. Next thing I know, um, I look, I come to them on my hands and knees, fell over the peas, the staves was all around me. Like it was crazy. And what I could see was the dirt and the grass. I'm like, what the heck is this? Like what, what in the world? And I'm feeling around, like before I realized that I was on the ground, I'm like just looking because I couldn't make out nothing clearly at all. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Found my glasses. And I got up. Well, before I got up, once I realized I had fallen, I was like, okay. Thank you, Father. I got up, grabbed a bag of peas because I was shucking the peas. Um, I'm sorry, not the peas. I was pulling the string beans while I was cutting down the um, weeds also. Man, I grabbed them peas. Grabbed my phone and the keys off the table. I was taking them to Miss Mary. I'm like, you know, this is all I got right now. I'm going in. I just... I said I just I'm like, don't need to be alone, but I just passed out. And she's like, what? How long were you down? I'm like, uh, not long, because I I remember feeling the impact. I don't remember going down, but I remember feeling the impact and then coming to <laughs> And then I realized I'm like, I didn't pass out. I would say I fell out. Cause I won't lay down there too long. It was just kinda like and I could just imagine. How my body had to have looked like you just I, I think for me to end up on my hands and knees i had to have just kind of crumbled like it just this went down kind of ah boy i ah, don't please excuse the typo this is just one of them days y'all not typo i'm sorry The um i don't know how i managed to do that at the end of the last segment but Oh, I'm gonna just uh finish it here. I'm gonna do my sign off. And I'ma also say that this has been so far has been a crazy day. I mean a crazy day. My land, the um, the the lady in the rent office was fussing or since this morning. Or just like it's just it's a lot. Every time I turn around, somebody's doing something, either weird, funny, or crazy. And then I went outside to take the trash out. Two ladies was outside fussing. Start the thunder and the sun is shining. It was just, <laughs> I'm like, what in the world is going on today? And again, like I said, I can't believe I fell out. And I be thinking, like, this is the thing my, my logic is not always there. You know, it's like I consider myself to be a very intelligent woman. I do. But I also know that I make some very ill planned decisions. When it comes down to myself, it's like I be feeling so bionic. Let me tell you why it was stupid for me. Why I can't believe why I was shocked that I passed out or fainted, fell out, whatever you want to call it today. Because I went to the garden after working out this morning, right? After working out, I didn't drink any water before. I didn't drink any water during. I didn't drink any water after. I worked out, went to the garden. Continuously lightheaded, just standing up, taking deep breaths, never thinking about the heat that's on me. Never thinking about how much I'm sweating. And it's like, yo, no wonder you passed out. And the thing is, it's not the first time. Like, I've thought, let me tell you, during Ramadan. So I fasted the whole day. And I'm like, man, I wanted to work out. I told Shantae, I said, we're going to walk to the store. And then I'm going to come back and break fast. Then I was like, no, I probably shouldn't walk to the store. So it was time to break fast. I broke fast, I ate raw vegetables and some fruit. Went immediately to workout and then wonder why I couldn't do anything. Wondering why I'm dizzy and weak, lightheaded. And I was like, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? I hadn't eaten all day long. The first thing I do eat is some raw vegetables and then I immediately go work work out. Not thinking about the fact that it's gonna digest pretty slowly. And then I'm wondering why, like, oh, this stupid body getting on my nerve. But I was like, oh, when I really thought about it, I'm like, that ain't make no sense. No sense at all. So you guys, listen, especially ladies, I'm not saying it don't apply to men too, but especially ladies who are so quick to take care of other things and other people that we don't take care of ourselves. We have to get around that. At this point, I don't trust myself to be outside in the garden mid, like early to mid morning. Early morning going into the afternoon because I've there's not the first time that I have not been able to properly gauge when I'm overheating because I don't. That's like I can sweat so much and I still wouldn't feel hot. I, I wouldn't feel uncomfortable just because I'm sweating. And then again, like I said, I look at the fact that, oh, yeah, I'm always like, that's nothing. That's nothing. And the two combined just don't work. So, ladies, we have. To do better we we can't take care of our families our affairs you know as far as our um what's what i'm looking for can't think of the word that i'm looking for oh, errands 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 not a, well, affairs errands you know we can't do any of those things if we're laid out somewhere okay <laughs> we don't need that so I'm gonna end it there and please forgive that um the way that the second segment ended. It I didn't even I don't know how I managed to hit the stop button. But anyway, beautiful day, wonderful people.